Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Bird Brains, along with my partner, the former Eagles beat writer for NJ.com and the Trenton Times, Mark Eckel. I'm ex-Philadelphia Eagles and Stars tight end Ken Dunnick. And, Mark, you and I are going to talk about another crazy Eagles win. You talk about a team that's you know, playing teams that they should be walking over and barely escaping with a victory. But it is a victory, mm-hmm. and the stage is set for the Dallas game coming up this week. Before we delve into it, let me mention our sponsor, USA Man Franchising, LLC. If you're tired of working for someone else for far less money than you're worth, USA Man Franchising now has operations in Philadelphia, southern New Jersey, and Boston, and they're looking for new cities to expand. Call 856-912-4007 on how you can own your own business or go to usamanmagazine.com for more information. So, Mark, I have to tell you that I was uh, watching this Eagles game in the Parks Sportsbook. Good night amongst uh, several hundred rabid Eagles fans. And, the, the, yeah, I know I'm living large these days, right? The excitement was uh, palpable. And when the Eagles scored that last touchdown, uh, the, the well, the next to the last touchdown, as it turned out, to Greg Ward, there was a huge roar. But the, the pandemonium, when Nigel Bradham scooped and scored and actually had the Eagles cover that six-and-a-half line. Uh, I mean, were, there was dancing in the aisles because everybody was an Eagles fan, and they found a, a pot of money. It was, it was a fun experience. But uh, seriously, you know, you, we talk about the Eagles and how beat up they are. We're going to go into detail on the, the players that the Eagles have lost this season. But, you know, they're playing teams the last three weeks, a loss to Miami, barely beating the Giants in overtime, and again, a last-second victory against Washington. Well, how should we feel as Eagles fans Not going good. into this Dallas game? I agree. I, I, know. Agree. I was the guy that talked you off the ledge a little bit when they lost <laughs> to Seattle and New England. I'm always, I'm always on, the, on the ledge, Mark. So, I mean, I, it's week. not like I'm Mr. Negativity. I was, I was upbeat. Even though they lost those games, I'm like, listen, those teams were better. Sometimes, they, you know, I wasn't as and I, I kept saying, listen, they got the easiest schedule imaginable left, other than, other than the Dallas game, and you know, mm-hmm. it's going to come down to that, and and it did, or or it it has. But let me just say, I mean, all right, the Cincinnati Bengals are the worst team in football this year. The one win, no doubt about it, they're the worst team. Mm-hmm. The next three worst teams are Miami, the Giants, and the Redskins. Whatever right. way you, you want to put them in, I don't care. I guess the Giants beat Miami, so you got to say the Giants are a little bit better than Miami. But they're the three worst teams. They are three wins. They're in a, and like you, you just said, they lost to Miami. They, which could be a, you know, that could really bite them. Well, oh, it definitely could. We'll, we'll talk about those scenarios. Um, but had to go overtime at home to beat the Giants. Mm-hmm. And then on their hands and knees, needing a touchdown in the, in the last seconds, yeah. beat the Redskins. I, no, I'm not ha- – I mean, I was more impressed with the losses to Seattle. And, and, and I know a win is a win is a win is a win, and I mm-hmm. all you got to do is win. They don't ask you how. They ask you how, how many. But I was more impressed that they, they held their ground and didn't get blown out by New England and Seattle than I am by them on their hands and knees to beat two teams that are barely, you know – functional these days well I, I i agree with you and the the thing that concerned me especially about the eagles defense in this redskins games is you know they made a rookie quarterback Dwayne mm-hmm. haskins look good and he has looked terrible 
I mean, he's got, he had like a 61 passer rating going into the game, only uh, completing 55% of his passes. The Redskins offensive line has been terrible this year. Trent Williams out for the year. Everybody's heard about that controversy, how they misdiagnosed uh, some cancer. And now he's mad and he doesn't want to play for them anymore. The, and our, and our defensive backs, continually make mistakes, getting beat deep, leaving receivers open. To me, uh, other than the injuries, that's the biggest area of concern is how we could make a terrible Redskins offense look good in that football game. Yeah, and it's and the same with the Giants. The Giants' defense is abysmal. They give up yes. 30 points to everybody. everybody. I mean, you just put down 30 when you play the Giants. Eagles only had, only had in regulation – at 17 points. Yeah, and three well, points at halftime. Now, given it was a terrible field conditions right. uh, in that no. first half, but the Eli Giants still managed. To, they still managed field. to score two long touchdowns. So, yeah. you know, you can't blame you can't blame it all on the weather. But but it's an area of concern. And you know, uh, it was funny. I was at um, Stan Hockman's uh, book uh, review. His his wife Gloria has has written a, a compilation of Stan's best articles. And uh, it's it's a tremendous book. I've just started reading it. For those for anyone that's listening, Stan Hockman, Unfiltered. If you're a Philadelphia sports fan, it's got a forward by Angelo Cataldi and uh, uh, a message from Governor Rendell. And uh, I, I highly suggest that you read this book. But I was talking to Ray Didinger last night about the Eagles, and he has uh, a lot of concerns about this Dallas game. And here are the reasons why. If you look at the Eagles' injury list, now some of these guys have been out for a while, but how many teams could overcome these types of injuries? Malik Jackson, defensive lineman, out for the year. Hassan Ridgeway, out for the year. The running back, Corey Clement, who had such a great season the Super Bowl year and had a good game in the Super Bowl, out for the year. Deshaun Jackson barely played at all this year. He's more than likely out for the year. Darren Sproles out for the year. Alshon Jeffrey is now out for the year. And questionable going into this game is Jordan Howard, Lane Johnson, Nelson Aguilar, Derek Barnett, and Ronald Darby. Now, you tell me how many teams I can tell you one team. these types of injuries. I can tell you one team that, that could. Who's that? The Eagles from two years ago. Oh, you got me. I was just about to say that. Yeah, that's because right. those backups came in. And did, well, let me say this, though. A lot of those guys that you mentioned who were hurt, shame on the Eagles because – Listen, I don't want to bring up Darren Sproles again, but he's out for the year, really. I'm shocked. I never thought he'd get hurt. He's been hurt every year for the last five years. He should right. be on the team. Boston Scott should have been on the team instead of Darren Sproles from day one, and maybe they wouldn't be 7-7 seven seven now. Maybe they'd be 9-5. I, I think it might you know? be a controversy. I think Boston thing. Scott might be, might be Darren Sproles. He just he well, looks the same. He just has a different number. Right? Yeah, healthier. he's younger and faster. He actually stays in the game. I agree. Darren Sproles, who I like personally, and I don't want to do this because I do like him personally, had no right being on that 53-man roster when camp broke. No right at all. Mm-hmm. I know he's a nice guy, and everybody, oh, Darren, you knew he was going to get hurt. You knew he wasn't going to make any impact. I mean, come on. It's great career, but it's over. Mm-hmm. And to give him another year was just stupid. Yeah, you said that from the very beginning, the very first podcast we did this year. I you were, they brought him back. Yeah. I mean, and then you know, here's another thing. Go back and listen to our – I hope our, 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 our shows are our podcast archive. Yeah, you can, you can archive them. They're, they're online. People listening today, go back and listen to Ken and I in training camp saying that Matt Collins shouldn't make – that Greg Ward was better than Matt Collins. Right. We said that. 
Yeah, I mean, it's the business and politics of football that, that kept that from happening. You know, Howie invests a fair amount of money, and uh, I think Matt Collins is a third-round draft But They probably could have – during camp, Matt, they probably could have got something for, for Matt Collins. I mean, not nothing great, but a sixth-round yeah. something. Yeah, there's but not much got, not much value in NFL trades. But I, but I hear I hear what you're saying. If you just look at a, from a talent standpoint, yeah, if you just look at players from a talent standpoint, it don't factor in any of the the business, the politics, the money, everything that goes into pro football. You know, uh, if you're Doug, it would be easy to say, "Yeah, I'm going to play Greg Ward and not Mac Collins." All of a sudden, you got the front office looking down there and say, "Hey, wait a minute! We, you know, we gave Mac Collins whatever yeah. it is—a million dollars or something. We but want to try to get the, to... the money back on the investment." And sometimes you do have you to have cut bait. I agree. I agree. Yeah. I mean, they're doing but, it with other. I mean, it's been done before. I mean, it wasn't like he was a first round pick. I mean, you know, it wasn't there? You know, you're giving up on a first round pick. You're giving up. You took a shot on him. He didn't pan out. Yeah. Move on. And, and you have a guy that was better. I mean. That's why that's another reason why preseason means absolutely nothing because Ward was the better player. Everybody saw it, and then they everybody saw it. it, and everybody said it, and the reporters said it every yes. day, and they, and they still, you know, here's a guy that's been on the practice squad for three years. They're lucky. Uh, he's They're finally lucky. getting an opportunity. The practice squad. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Hey, let's talk about stats in the uh, Washington game. Wentz, I thought, had another solid performance: thirty for forty-three, two sixty-six, and three touchdowns. Um, now, he did have two fumbles, and if I have one criticism of Wentz is when he feels pressure, he's got to wrap that thing up. He, he's holding it with one hand, and I understand he's trying to get a pass off, but when you're under intense pressure like that, ball security has to be at a premium. Miles Sanders, the rookie running back, a breakout day, 19 attempts, 122 yards and a touchdown, six receptions for 50 yards and a touchdown. And I, I thought he and Boston Scott, who had another solid game, um, had uh, Boston Scott, I believe, had seven receptions and the six carries for 26 yards. Greg Ward, we talked about seven catches, 61, and, and a touchdown. So I thought offensively the Eagles uh, had some players step up. Yes, they did. And I'm going to say this, and it's going to ruffle some people, but I don't. But that's what I do. That's what I, I made a living doing that for 30-some years. I might as well go do it now that I'm tired, right? <laughs> I believe this, and I'm not there, so it's not the same, but I still talk to some people, as you know, um, and hear things. I think Car- Carson Wentz's best two games of the season were probably the last two two games, correct? I would have to check statistically. Oh, uh, not just stat-wise. Yeah, just yeah. bring the team back. Well, I mean, the, the, the second half, yeah, those second yeah. halves of, those, of these right. last two games, certainly. You know, he was pretty, like you said, pretty, other than the, the dropping the ball a couple of times. Right. But, and people are saying, how's he doing it? He, he, he doesn't have his, you know, Jeffrey's not there. Aguilar's not there. This guy's, the guys, and again, I'm, I'm saying that this is just Mark Eccles saying this. I'm not quoting anybody. In, this is, I think he's much more comfortable with the guys he has now than the guys who aren't there. Yeah, I mean, that's been the rumor going on. Like I, mean, more. I think he likes him more. They might respect them more yes. than the other guys did, and that's a, a big deal in the huddle. I mean, it's pretty obvious that Jeffrey wasn't the biggest Carson Wentz fan. Well, he was supposedly the guy that came out with that criticism. And then he never really, you know, and I don't think, and I don't think, I mean, Aguilar, I'm not saying Aguilar doesn't like Wentz, Mm -hmm. but I think he was, he much, he felt a lot more comfortable with Nick Foles and his numbers with Nick Foles were much better. Yeah. Um, I put it down to a couple weeks ago. I think it was what he averaged five 
catches for 80 yards with, or something with, with Foles and only three for 40 yards with, with Wentz in his career. So, I mean, I don't think it's a, such a bad thing having these lesser names but players that mesh better with Carson Wentz for whatever reason than the other guys. I think – and the offense – I mean, the offense played well against the Redskins. The defense couldn't – I mean, didn't help them a whole lot. That, that game should have been – it shouldn't have been that close. Yeah, I agree. You know, it's an interesting take on that, and I hear what you're saying. I I did talk to Mike Quick about this, and he downplayed this aspect a little bit. Of course, you know, Mike works for the team at WIP, so he may have a bit of a slanted view. But, you know, he said that we get 53 guys in a room, not all of them uh, get along. But it is important for the receivers and the quarterback to be on the same page. You don't have to love each other. But you do have to have a, a professional respect for each other and, and let each other uh, do their jobs. And may, maybe that was lacking. Uh, I don't know. Let's let's talk about uh, well, Dallas I had a receiver, week. One more on that. I had a receiver back in the day, and I won't mention his name, but tell me that, I don't, I mean, hey, listen, the quarterback and I don't have to go out to dinner together. We don't even have to, we don't have to send each other Christmas cards. We don't even have to like each other except for 60 minutes a week when we're on the field together. That's, yeah, that's when we true. have to get I mean, It makes it a much more enjoyable, uh, livable sure. experience if you do like each other. But you're right. It's, it's not. But I, don't, it's I think it carried over. I think, it's, it's from, again, I'm watching it from afar, but I think it did carry over on the field a little bit. Mm-hmm. Well, it's Dallas week, and I don't have a great feeling about this game. I really think it's imperative that some of these players that have been injured get on the field in order to uh, take on a Dallas team who I think is one of the most talented in the league. And, Mark, when they're right, they're a very good football team. Now, I think Jerry Jones has them a little messed up in the Jason Garrett stuff and all that. But for the players on the field, Dallas is an imposing team coming in here this weekend. Yeah, they can – I mean, their offense, when when Dak's playing well and Zeke's running well and, and Amari Cooper, that, that's a pretty good, you know, three stars right right there. They have some good pass rushers on, on defense. The I think backwards. the first person for the Eagles coming back this week is Lane, Lane Johnson. He's yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, it's he he would make a big difference and uh the Jordan Howard thing continues to be interesting to me. This is a an injury that they said was week to week about 6 weeks ago and having had stingers I know how tricky that condition can be but I wonder if there's something else going on there that they're not letting us know about. It seems kind of odd at this point. 6 weeks yeah. is a long time for a stinger. Yeah. They can, hey, listen, five Eagles go to the Pro Bowl. Brandon Brooks, who, an amazing job coming off an Achilles injury. Fletcher Cox, Zach Ertz, a couple surprises. I didn't think Jason Kelsey would make the team this year, but he did, and long snapper Rick Lovato makes his first Pro Bowl uh, appearance. Mark, we're out of time. It always goes quickly. Thanks, everybody. Let's beat Dallas. Go Eagles. We'll talk to you next week. Take care.